Hey, welcome back. Glad glad you could join us today. This is our dialogue series, and we're waiting for a conversation with Dr. Gabriel Cousins. I'm Richard Sachs, and we're going to be talking more freeform today about what's going on in the world and how you respond to it, because it's something that seems ultimately practical with every one of us having to deal with that every day. Crazier and crazier, increasing insanity in the world. And, and not just haphazard insanity, but planned, coordinated insanity that you're not supposed to understand, but we need to. And how do you understand that? How do you look at it? How do you feel about it? And how do you respond to it today and every day in your life? So let's get into that with our friend and guest, Dr. Gabriel Cousins. And welcome, Dr. Cousins. It's good to see you again. Thanks for being here. Good to see you, Richard. Great. Well, I welcome you all with love. And we start like we usually do, dancing for spiritual joy, which is extremely important in these times where people tend to, their, their goal is to keep you depressed and helpless and hopeless. Right. So we are going to dance for spiritual joy, and then we'll go meditate for a few minutes. And what we do is there's a, a, a name, a mantra that we use, if you don't have your own, it's Yod and Hey and Wahey. Yod on the in-breath, Hey on the out-breath, Wah on the in-breath, Hey on the out-breath. Yod from the base up to the uh, heart and Hey out to the heart. Wah from the base to the third eye and then Hey out from the heart. So, that's what I'm, I'm just sharing. Uh, and you just do that until your mind's quiet. And then you're in meditation. And then part of the meditation is what we call Shaktipat or Haniha, where the cosmic energy comes through uh, my eyes and my sounds. This is something I was empowered with uh, um, in the 70s, actually, in 1980, approximately. So um, we do that, and we'll meditate for a few minutes to get the spiritual energy going, and then we'll have a little bit of a talk. So let's do a little dancing first. So I welcome you. I invite you all to dance because it is about getting the energy going. Very essential. Go ahead.
Okay, let's focus on my eyes.
Okay. Yo. Slowly go back to meditation. Well, what I have heard from so many people, but before we do that, let's do a prayer that kind of merges the heavens and earth and heart and mind, which is really the solution to what we're talking about. So, what was I about to talk about? Well, I was about to say people um, are seeing the, the, the word I use is it's really crazy out there. This is particularly people in the United States. Um, <clears throat> even in Europe, where I'm talking to people, there isn't a sense of this is really crazy. Um, but what I hear consistently uh, from my friends and family in the U.S. is this is really crazy. Now, what makes it crazy is that actions are being taken that are against all logic or reason. They are control systems. They're control mechanisms. I mean, one of the things that didn't happen in the United States, that in New Zealand, in Oakland, uh, this four-month-year-old needed a heart surgery. And the parents, one was a midwife, she organized, to, they were unvaccinated, they organized to get safe blood for their, uh, their child, you know, for an unvaccinated person. And the hospital wouldn't let them do that. They insisted that their blood at the blood bank was, quote, uncontaminated, where all the data suggested, no, the blood at this blood bank and every other blood bank in New Zealand is contaminated because they're getting donations from people who have been vaccinated as well as unvaccinated. And they went to the, the judge, and the judge said, no, you have to take their blood. You know, you can't use untainted blood. They say, this is a little crazy. I mean, they bring the blood, they bring the donors who are not vaccinated, <clears throat> and the baby Will is, you know, four months old, and it kind of gets to be a little bit of a showdown, and, and, and he's about to have the surgery next day at four in the morning, I don't know exactly the time, six New Zealand uh, police come into the hospital room and basically uh, take the baby away from the parents. And the, you know, the father is saying, you guys are all criminals, which is true, and he just laid it out. And now we don't know what happened. The baby did have the operation. Um, you know, the mother is pretty smart. She says, you know, they probably did use uncontaminated blood just to make the point that if nothing happens to the baby, then, you know, they were right. But it's like, who are we kidding? Who in the right mind, and this is what we mean by psychosis, I'm talking as a psychiatrist, when you are denying reality, there's a break with reality. So if you're going to tell me vaccinated people that clearly have the prions and the spike proteins in their blood, aren't going to have their blood contaminated, that makes you certifiably psychotic, out of touch with reality. Yet they're trying to force their out-of-touch reality on these parents. The parents aren't having it until the force of law and six police come in with their guns and everything and take the baby away in the middle of the night for the next time, the next day's operation. Now, it's bad enough just to take the baby away, okay? They're breastfeeding, this is happening, it's like, but then to, to you know, do it under these circumstances. So, 
I don't know the total outcome, uh, and we don't really know whether they did it with vaccinated and contaminated blood or not. But the point is, their blood bank at the hospital didn't want to admit the obvious. The blood's contaminated. Any transfusions you get from this hospital or pretty much any other hospital in New Zealand and probably the same cases in the United States, I don't know what the policies for sure are, this is going to be contaminated blood. So this, so but the second level that we're talking about, because that just totally makes the case, and then you have the uh, the uh, woman uh, uh, Janendra, the man actually, Janendra, who's a quote woman, but most people, in New, many people in New Zealand know that this is a transvestite. Doesn't say anything. Nobody intervenes. I mean, New Zealand's small, right? It's smaller than most cities. It's three and a half million, four million people. It's not a lot of people. And it's like, this is going on, and this is called sane? I don't think so. So that's what our society is beginning to, to face is very, very disturbing behavior. I mean, what is the problem with the hospital? You know, yeah, obviously the blood's contaminated. Let's admit it and let them bring in, you know, uncontaminated donors and put the parents at ease about this. I mean, it's enough to have your baby going through heart surgery. Um, but the psychosis doesn't allow you to do that. And that's just, I think, a really, really good example of what we're facing today. You know, we know all the data shows the lockdowns don't work. And in fact, cause harm. We know all the data shows the masks don't work. What? But they're still going to bring lockdowns, threatening to bring lockdowns and masks back. So what, this is all about social control, posing as health, protection of health. Except people now know that it's not protecting their health. That's the key. This isn't, this is not protecting my health. You give my, my four-year-old, you know, contaminated blood, uh, that's not protecting his health. And we know that, uh, really kids that, that, that are vaccinated uh, one to five have a, a pretty high rate of death. So it's like, you're really not just saying, well, maybe there could be a problem. No. You're, you're risking a, your, uh, a child's uh, health and, and life, uh, who's already compromised. So this kind of crazy behavior is taking place <clears throat> in lots of little places around the world, in lots of little incidences. And the people in power are the ones acting that way. Now we can go a little further, and we'll get to the solution, but we're going to go further. And what about the people who are actually in power at the level of the globalists. What is wrong with them that they actually, you know, basically see humanity as useless eaters and are missing the whole, and are talking about the transhuman, and they're missing the whole point. Why are humans put here? We're put here to evolve spiritually, not to be useful, uh, you know, AI industrial units. So, again, I call that a psychosis more subtle because that's a break with reality too. The, the, all the great traditions are quite aware that the reason we're here on planet Earth is to evolve spiritually. Whether we know that overtly or covertly, there's a sense of that. Yes, unaware people are thinking we're, we're just a piece of flesh living out our lives, but all the great traditions understand karma, understand reincarnation, um, that's all over the Torah, uh, you know, and it's in the New Testament in, in a few places. So it's like, what gives here? Is that we're, we're really essentially, as a society, you know, they call it a group psychosis, but we're also talking about specific denying reality. Give the kid contaminated blood, there's no problem. 
And so this is what people are feeling all over in lots of small ways. And so it's different than being hopeless. It's like you're looking at kind of this this kind of a, a, a seriously breakdown in people's mentally functioning. You can talk about driving your car, and you know people are complaining how how you know how, how drivers are getting a little bit more disturbed uh, on the road, and so on and on. Now, what's the solution? Well, the starting point of the solution, before I draw Richard into this, um, is we have to not be crazy. So what does that mean? We have to go inside, know the truth of who we are, know the truth of God, know this is God's play in the bigger picture, meditate, be at peace. Now, be at peace doesn't mean you're passive. It means you're at peace. So this is going on, and you, in a peaceful way, work your way through it. But you're at peace. You're not getting internally agitated. You're not getting anxious. You're not going into depression. You're not feeling hopeless because you're feeling the spark of God within yourself, and you're seeing it with other people. And so you're the whole experience is different. And, I, and that, that's really the, the, the key point here. Um, and in, in this process of touching into the truth of who you are, you have the ability to start to see God in other people. And when you see God in other people, it helps them wake up. The research really suggests that. It helps them wake up. And then we have a, uh, because at least someone's seeing the truth, and they're seeing the truth in their, the spark of that person's soul. Now, uh, next week, on the, on the 21st of December, we have a world peace meditation. That's another way, because we're meditating for peace, we're creating a frequency of peace, and all the research shows that when a frequency of peace is created with meditation, the crime rate goes down. Uh, I use this example a lot because it's very dramatic. In Rhode Island, uh, meditators came in 200. They're meditating a few hours a day, and the crime rate dropped uh, 43%. Violent crime, murders, and so forth. People thought it was a uh, well flu. They came in next year, same time, and they dropped the crime rate 49%. Now, that's pretty significant. What are we saying? When you create a healthy, stable, God-focused mind, it actually has a positive effect in everyone around us. Now, we're not talking politics, obviously. We're talking consciousness. So when we upgrade the consciousness, the global mind and the local global mind also reflect that. And that upgrades in your crime rate, your murders and deaths and things like that, and, and, and uh, stealing and carjacking all decrease. So we really have a way to handle it, both internally, but through our meditating and being a, you know, really meditating, that's what the research is with, and prayer, that's another set of research, we can upgrade the global mind and decrease the global disorder. So we really have ways to deal with it, and they're very clear ways. Now, people are talking about, well, yes, and working at a local school board, all that's good, but you've got to start within yourself, and it really does work. So you're getting immediate results. You know, uh, We're not talking politics here. We're talking about the uplifting of the planetary consciousness. So we have the options. And it's simple, simple. That's the beauty of it. Richard, you're welcome to come in and make some comments. Um, yeah, incredible topic. And as usual, Dr. Cousins, uh, worthy of endless discussion. But it is simple in the essence. And I think one of the first things that came to my mind uh, listening to you is I've been hearing the same thing, that everything's crazy and 
I think that's a misunderstanding. This is not crazy. This is not illogical. This is not anything like that. It's just following a motive that most people are not clearly aware of. And it comes in a couple of forms. One is in education from preschool up to PhD and MD and beyond. Uh, what we're taught in school is blind obedience to authority. And it's a very effective system. And it's really taught most of us to do that. And on the, you know, the workers in the hospital, the public health workers, police, military, um, people working for corporations that make weapons and chemical weapons and GMOs and uh, radiation devices that are called telecommunication uh, systems. All those people are blindly following orders. And when the, and they're told what to think, not just what to do, but what to believe. And they're following the direction. And it's not that they're not connected to God. They're unaware of being connected to God. They're unaware of who they are. So the people making uh, 5G cell towers, those are good people, almost all of them working on that. And they've been told that this is for the benefit of society, and they're doing it. And the people in the hospital have been told the same thing. Now, some of them are starting to wonder when they see the protocols killing everybody. This brings up a certain amount of questioning. But for the most part, they're not being crazy. They're following orders because they're afraid of the alternative. And the people who are organizing all the evil, they're following orders even more. And all of these people came from the same God. And they're the same essence of spirit, but they've taken on a false identity and the ones on the negative side believe that they're going to come out ahead by being willing to do bad things to other people. The ones at the top of that system feel like they're worshipping the real power which is darkness and both sides, all these people in different ways are deceived about what's really going on and who they are. So the solution that you mentioned getting back in touch with who we are, whether we're serving good or serving evil or something in between, blindly following orders. I agree that's the solution. And what it really means is not just to read about it and memorize, you know, choose a belief and memorize it, but you've got to actually reconnect. And that's what there's evidence of that reconnection affecting outside events, the behavior of other people. I mean, what is considered the real world is radically affected by silent consciousness. So the solution, I totally agree with you, is getting that back, you know, becoming aware of who we've always been, whether we're working for one side or the other, it's the same solution. We just have Okay, to so Richard, I just want to play a little bit with words. To me, if you were giving remdesivir, yeah, which you know has a thirty the thirty five percent chance of destroying your kidneys and killing you. Right now, it is crazy. I don't care about following orders. It's crazy to follow orders to give remdesivir to people when you know what it does and you see people die from it. That is psychotic. Okay, right. But following orders is not an excuse. You have to be psychotic to follow that order. Right. But but that person is telling themselves something to be able to do it. What are they telling themselves? Well, they've lost touch with reality because they're killing people and they're saying it's okay. I'm just following orders. I remember there was another group, of, a nation where they used to do that. It's called the Germans. Yeah. And they were following orders. And most of them were hired by the U.S. government after the show trial. But that's a different thing. Yeah. What I'm saying is... You can't say I'm just following orders. That is not an excuse, and that is psychotic to ignore reality because somebody told you to ignore reality. Yeah, I agree. And and what about the police that are beating up people for taking their mask off? Same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. And they, it's just that they're not thinking. It's the same thing. They The police know. Police happen to be really pretty savvy. Right. And they know it's not true. Right. You know, but so they're following orders. So what are they telling themselves to make them able to do it? I mean, we they're telling have, them, I'm just following orders. 
And that you're taught in police school that even if the order sounds bad to you, you're only a low-level servant. So yes. follow the order and find and, out. And that was never an excuse the Nuremberg trials. No. And remember, there's somebody that just got convicted of seditious conspiracy in the United States. And his name was Stuart Rhodes. And he started an organization. You know, he didn't do any crimes. He was committed of no crime and sent to prison. But what the organization he started threatened this whole system. And when I say it's not crazy, I mean it's not randomly crazy. It's organized. And he started an organization that said, don't follow um, suicidal or harmful or illegal or immoral orders. Keep your oath. And especially keep your oath to God and also in the U.S. to the Constitution. And that's all he was doing. And so he's now in prison, basically, for that. And what you're saying is that people are not following, they're not being true to themselves or to God. They don't even have a connected right. feeling of what God even is. Right. You know, it's a theory or belief. Right. And it's got to become reality again. And the crazy part is, no, I mean, we're only talking about one level of activity, is to follow orders. Now, People are also acting irrationally in many, many different ways, um, you know, which is outside of following orders. Right. Where you're losing your humanity and making choices of losing humanity, your humanity. And that, again, is, a you know, a, a, again, a psychotic-type situation. Yeah. So that's another example. But truly following orders... When you know they're clearly wrong, it's not like, oh, I'm in the military and, and we're in the middle of a war and I think there should be a different strategy than my general does. You know, that's a different story than not following the basic human principles. Right. Breaking with that reality. That's what you talked about, disconnection from God. Yeah. Because if you get that connection back... And you get an immoral order if you're in a hospital or a police force or you work for a weapons company or a telecom company or anything. And you know the order is Ill not necessarily illegal, but immoral. You can't follow it. You don't have a choice because you're conscious. You know that you're hurting yourself. And these people are disconnected from that, especially the dark side. And they're pouring emotion into our atmosphere using the same principle as you talked about with the crime reduction, for the opposite purpose. And they're pouring in fear and division and hatred and self-condemnation and everything negative. And as long as we do nothing and stay crazy and unconscious, the dark side looks powerful. But it's only yes. because we're not doing our part. Yes. And in the end, if people don't stand up, to protect your lives and the lives of your loved ones, that is a form of crazy world. Now we have that, but we have also a lot of kind of crazy activities that are just not created to, to the mind working right. And as more and more people are affected by the shot, it definitely is affecting their brain. We're talking about 30, 40, 50, you know, percent of people getting depressed, anxious, and mentally confused from the shot. You know, and and that is really, it's a different, that's what we call toxic psychosis. Okay? And the minds are working right. So we, we have a variety of things happening in the society, and, and people are acting out of fear. So, and the antidote still is Focus on the truth of who you are. Right. And even if your mind is muddled from the shot, you have the power of your mind to be able to reverse some of that if you yeah. can meditate and focus. Yeah, definitely taking care of your body is uh, makes the spiritual pursuit a lot easier. Right. Right. So it, it's a, you know it seems like it seems like a simple point. But it isn't easy. This midwife, because she wouldn't get in New Zealand, because she wouldn't get vaccinated, she lost her job. 
next thing we know is she's not going to have her her four year old four month old son get injected with contaminated blood, and then it becomes a whole thing. And I don't know really what's happened. I didn't really focus on the news today, but you know. They could be arrested, this and that. I mean, it's like they're defying the illogical orders and the unprincipled and psychotic. You know, psychotic, well, you're willing to kill somebody because you got some orders? There is a break with humanity when you're making that choice. That's what the hospital administrator did, and that goes all the way up to, you know, the, the prime minister of New Zealand, uh, it's a small place. Everybody knew what was going on. And the prime minister, you know, uh, she, 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 he could have said no, stop. And, and he could have looked like a hero, Jack, Jasserin, or however her name is. She appears to be a very devoted graduate of the young global leaders of the world. Yes, World Economic Forum. Right. I don't see much indication of any individuality on her part other than just a style and trying to act like she's being normal, which is not believable at all. Well, my wife's relatives there are, are, you know, we kind of have an inside track. And I'll just say, I think more and more people are becoming aware that this guy is, um, you know, uh, uh, serious criminal. Yeah, yeah. And mostly um, to, to get put into positions of power like that, the easiest way is to go along with becoming a total criminal. And then yeah. you get that as your reward. And what, what concerns a lot of the people I've been talking to this week is it's clear, you know, it's being announced in many ways that the next pandemic is either already released in its early stage or it's about to be, and that it's going to be targeting children in particular. And Bill Gates has even written, well, had written a book through somebody about how to prevent the next pandemic and saying on the side that there will be a next pandemic, so you can't prevent it. He just wants everybody focused on it. And they've now done an equivalent of the uh, tabletop exercise for covid for the new pandemic. So people are a little bit concerned about that. I missed the last point of what you just said. They've done equivalent of what? Event, what did they call that event? Uh, what was the number? There was an event, some 201, I think. Two, yeah, okay. So you're saying they've done, they've done the play of it. The, the corresponding thing to event 201 for the new pandemic has already been held and sponsored by the same people, Johns Hopkins and... Uh, World Economic Forum, the Gates Foundation, and the usual suspects. And so it's expected that that will come out. Now, the first pandemic, like the AIDS epidemic, which was totally fake, was based on a faulty test called PCR, which doesn't test for anything. But they had to get a certain number of deaths and injuries, and they did that with some kind of a toxin that was spread especially in certain cities maybe a combination of uh, electromagnetic and uh, some kind of concoction with synthetic venoms or something like that. But most of it was the result of the countermeasure, which was a shot. It's expected that the same thing will happen. But the lockdowns, which a lot of people see as crazy, were very carefully planned and logical to destroy business and economies moving toward the digital currency. Right. See, the, the thing here is it's all logical on one level and it's psychotic on the other one. Of course. Yeah. Destroying humanity is, is a psychotic act. Absolutely. And it's only logical if you consider that that's a reasonable motive. Yeah, but destroying business is part of it. So their second level is very logical is what they're doing. Destroying business, destroying farming, destroying food production, Right. They're proceeding right. alone, you know, shutting yeah. down the pipeline so there's no energy. And it's like, except it's nobody's believing them anymore. And that's, I think, you know, that's important part. Right. Of and there are signs of awakening. And I think from what you're saying, it needs to speed up because the negative attempts right now are speeding up. So Brenda, Brenda uh, 
we got a question. What about those stubbing and peaceful protests? I, I don't have the rest of the sentence here. In where? Stopping well, protesters in something. But again, that very disturbed thinking. They have lost their sense of humanity. And that that's a non-reality. You're human. And act inhuman, that puts you in that psychotic mode. Right. So when so you talk about how question, many... Oh, thank you. It is yeah. a great question, and it's very important, and it represents all the rest. Because the police are analogous to everybody that's following crazy orders like that. Now, not all the police are going along with this. That's when true. Enough, when enough police and enough of the army decides not to go along, that's where it turns around. So the question is for us that want to help, how can we reach the people like those police? You can't, we don't have time to write letters to all those police right now. No, we're talking about creating a meditative field that upgrades their consciousness. Exactly right, just like the crime reduction. And and that can go out to everybody that needs it and be a remedy for this kind of stuff, disconnection from reality. Right. Right. So how to well, do that? Well, the same way we, we already said. We meditate, we purify the field, and we expand consciousness. And... People need not to polarize with the police and not to polarize with the soldiers so that they can be brought to the positive side. That can happen. It's not going to happen with every policeman, of course not. But even a small percentage changes the energy. What do you mean not polarize with the police? Why not? What does that mean? Treating them as bad instead of, you know, People struggling to do the right thing and not knowing what to do or being afraid right. to do the right thing. And so supporting them and saying no. Yeah. Even, um, in, even in scriptures, it talks about not hating your enemy, loving yeah. your enemy. And people think, loving your enemy? You're supposed to hate and kill your enemy. You yeah, know, that's problem, a deeper message there. The problem is that they're not the enemy. Uh, certainly a certain percentage you know, act that way, but there's a lot of good people, and and it's like supporting them, right? And they're the ones that can, can turn the tide in that. So, I think that's the thing to understand. You know, we we don't want to say everybody wearing blue is a bad person. It just isn't true, right? Well, even the people, even most of the people that turn toward evil, they're not the enemy either. Their their psychosis is the enemy if there really is one. And how to affect that so that they are cured, you know, like a, like a mentally ill patient. You create a field that creates the peace that then allows them to come back to their senses. Yeah, and that's real. You know, this is what's hard for people to grasp. It, they see meditation as a way to feel better and make yourself not all upset anymore, which is true. But the idea of using it to physically change the attitude of a person who is... Right. said against you, they're saying, how could that really be true? And you just explained it with the crime statistics. Right. It just needs to go further. So in, in closing, I just want to bless everybody that we are empowered to meditate and to pray, not only for ourselves, which is you've got to start somewhere, but also for changing the consciousness of humanity. We have the power to do this, and in truth, we will do this. So may everybody be blessed and filled with that sense of uh, destiny that we have to play our roles to wake up and heal the world. Amen. Aho. Om Shalom, shalom, shalom. Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. And I thank Richard here for his good work and Doug behind the scenes. Thank you, Dr. Gabriel. And I'd like to uh, just emphasize that what Dr. Gabriel's been talking about today is not just another interesting concept. It's really, really important. I mean, there's no way I can explain the importance and the urgency of that message, whether it comes from Dr. Gabriel or from anybody else that you run into that says the same thing, and there are others.
the, what's happening in the outer physical world that we consider the real world or the reality or the solid environment or you know what, what's real around us what's happening there and what he initially was saying is crazy which is true on that level that's actually a reflection of energies that are not visible to most people and the people in charge of the destruction of humanity and their real goal which is extermination of life on our planet 100% and that's a long story but that's what I've come to after we're talking about all life we're not just talking about human life yeah I'm saying all life and I've been looking at that for a long time and this is what I've come to that there are species going extinct it's not because driving your car is causing climate change it's because the extinction plan is in motion and it's about to get more intense if we don't turn it around this is really critical and I'm just saying that what what Dr. Gabriel's been talking about is not an idea it's not a religion it's not a belief it's not it's not true because it's written in a scripture it's true because it's built into the nature of creation whether we know about it or not and who we are is what needs to be reconnected and everybody walking around thinking that they're helpless victims of all of us you regular people feeling that way it's not true and all the real teachers have been saying wake up basically you know not memorize my belief system that's not waking up because you can be totally asleep and memorize all kinds of scriptures it's it's a connection level that is not what's taught in school and it's not what's talked about in general and most people arguing about who's right on theology are talking about an intellectual subject I'm talking about something totally different and there are ways to do that and that's what Dr. Gabriel's talking about he has a lot of programs that are talked about on his site and groups that you can join uh, treeoflife.mn.co and drcousins.com explains a lot of them and there are ways you can get involved there uh, what, what we did on our side is Planetary Healing Club and that meets live once a week planetaryhealingclub.com and that is specifically I mean originally I, w- I wasn't as aware of this I thought it would be about sharing health information that I've been involved in since the 1960s but it went way beyond there and it became apparent early on in the beta phase of Planetary Healing Club that the reason people couldn't break habits even if they knew they were hurting themselves and addictions is because of consciousness issues and addictions and ways of thinking and especially emotion that they couldn't change and that that's really significant not just for physical health but for accessing the connections that Dr. Cousins is talking about so what we're doing now is mostly focusing on the mechanics of how do you get back in touch with who you are not just momentary meditation for a few minutes but using that as an example of a replacement default consciousness that you carry with you and replace the one that's full of worry and fear and you know what if this happens or what if this doesn't happen or am I good enough or self-condemnation of different kinds and if you're honest and perceptive you start recognizing that that's what you're carrying around all day every day in some form even if you think you're being spiritual and, and to replace that with uh, quiet inside and connection to spirit and following orders from internally no matter what the public thinks about that that has the kind of effect that Dr. Gabriel's talking about that lowered the crime rate for a specific period of time we need to make that the default so it's not partial and it's not temporary and you have the ability to do that and the reason that we take the time to do this is that if you wake up and start it and do the internal work that's required it's not about arguing about who's right or a new belief it's about doing something different with your thoughts and feelings you have the ability to start a chain reaction that can reach any of those evil doers that we talked about that you wouldn't be able to talk to on a normal level so you have work to do if you if you want to accept it and we're just inviting you um, this would be a really good time to start or if you're already started this would be a good time to get more serious 
and do it full time. That's the whole point. And that not just to keep you busy, but because there's power that can come through you, not from your ego self, but from God that is actual, actually a reality, even if you don't know about it, that can start a tidal wave of change and a pandemic of consciousness. They can't be stopped. And it's all in your hands. You're not insignificant. So use your time well. Think about it and uh, check out all of Dr. Gabriel's programs, what we're doing at planetaryhealingclub.com and uh, hope to see you there. And use your week before we see you again with attention and don't undervalue your time. What you carry around with you all day affects everybody else all in real time. So, is it well? Have a good week. Oh.